0: This episode of the Sales Leadership Podcast is brought to you by Sales Leadership United. Sales Leadership United is the world's largest collection of sales leadership assets. Sales leadership frameworks, mindset tools, skill set tools, performance coaching, sales leadership training tools, video insights with some of the world's most successful sales leaders, tools used by sales leaders to create massive impact in the current environment. So don't waste your time trying to reinvent sales leadership. Head to Sales Leadership United on Patreon and check out what the world's most complete collection of sales leadership assets can do for you. Every topic you'll ever need and the tools to help you accelerate your sales leadership career all in one place. Check out Sales Leadership United today. Hi, I'm Rob Jepson, and my mission is to help sales leaders everywhere create record-setting growth in the companies they lead. I'm here to share the secrets of the world's most successful sales leaders, I don't care how big the company or how big the team, we showcase sales leaders who are taking what the market gives and then some. We feature leaders of teams that are beating their markets, winning at crazy rates, and creating life-changing years for the people they lead. The Sales Leadership Podcast is brought to you by the Jepson Performance Group. We help sales leaders make how they lead their most defensible competitive advantage. It doesn't matter if you're a new manager, a first-time VP of sales, or a seasoned sales leadership executive. Tap into the power of coaching with people who have been there, done that. If you've ever wondered how other people with jobs similar to yours are addressing challenges you're facing now, reach out to the Jepson Performance Group and learn why sales leaders all around the world choose us as their performance partner. Now, get ready for some serious insights from sales leaders that are making it happen. And remember, don't worry, we got you. Hello, and welcome to the Sales Leadership Podcast, where high-growth sales leaders share high-growth practices and tactics. I am really excited for this one today. Today, I'm excited to introduce a sales leader who's been on a fantastic journey that I can't wait to dive into. I'm talking about Tucker Hood, head of sales at InsuredMine. And over the last two years, he's helped InsuredMine double their employee count and more than 5x their revenue, and I cannot wait to dive into that. Now, under Tucker's sales leadership, InsuredMine has become the top sales platform for insurance companies. The InsuredMine platform has consistently been recognized by organizations like G2 as a top performer in their category, and the growth of the company, well, it backs those accolades up. Tucker's led the charge as they've successfully navigated several growth stages, and he's done it in a way that has turned a lot of heads. I am super excited to welcome Tucker to the show and talk about his journey in driving predictable and intentional growth at a time where many people, well, they were just holding on for dear life. Tucker, welcome to the Sales Leadership Podcast, and thank you so much for joining me.
1: Rob, good to be here, my man. Uh, as always, love your energy. Appreciate you having me. Super humbled by your, your comments and your words and uh, excited to have a little fun and, and talk some sales today.
0: Let's do it, baby. Your, your story is one I can't wait to get in front of 50,000 people around the world. Um, why don't you start by introducing Insured Mind? You guys are a company that's growing fast and doing cool things. And give you a shout out. Just before we started, Tucker had to put our call on, on hold because one of the top uh, top players in his industry uh, said, sorry, Rob, I got to get Trump for this big dog. He's <laughs> he, he matters. So you guys are turning heads and working on big people. Why don't you introduce your company to our listeners around the world?
1: Yeah, so Insured mine is vertical SaaS. We live in the insurance agency world. There's about 40,000 of them out there. Um, this world is very old and antiquated. 20, 30 years old uh, is where they squarely live. And and those folks would tell you that too. So I'm, I'm not just you know, talking crap. But um, So we are a CRM and marketing automation platform. Think HubSpot for insurance agencies with a couple extra tools inside of it. Um, and we've seen significant growth. I, th- I think some of the reasons for that uh, we'll get into here in a minute, but um, knowing our lane, knowing our niche, being vertical, um, knowing who we're trying to talk to, and and the the, the problems that we we fix, um, having a great product, uh, and integrating and partnering with the right people. So, um, little background on insured mind. Hopefully that that gets it there.
0: Yeah, no kudos to you guys on your success. I, I love when you find older industries that are really mature, and you find ways to for lack of a better word disrupt them that word's a buzzword that you know I try to say but but when you can find ways to do that and get them to change old ways of doing things those are really exciting places to be because you're bringing something that no one's ever seen before and so you're that those are fun so kudos to you guys man
1: it is fun. I mean, you call some of these guys and you say, "Hey, I'm I'm with a CRM company," and they're like, "What certification is that?" I mean, so they they don't. <laughs> it's, sometimes it's highly educational, which is is a fun sale. But sometimes you do get into some really really technical uh, conversations as well. So it does provide some diversity uh, within the sales process. And and yeah, it's we're we're shaking things up. It's it's definitely new uh, for these folks.
0: All right. So before we dive into your story, I'd love to learn just a little tiny bit more about Tucker for all of our, our listeners. What, what drew you to sales? Like most people I talked to, they did not grow up thinking I'm going to be a sales guy when I grow up. But for me, I was going to be the first baseman for the Dodgers. What's your story? How'd you get to sales and how'd that lead you to Insured mine?
1: Yeah, I was gonna play for the Indiana Pacers. I was gonna be a doctor, I was gonna be a firefighter, I was gonna be a marine biologist. And then I hit like eight years old and I realized, hey, like I need money now, right? Like <laughs> I, I gotta buy video games and like you know, like this little cute little girl in my third grade class. Like so I I started mowing lawns, started shoveling driveways like anybody, and then I was like, Hey, I want some more repeatable uh income that's that's not seasonal. So My grandma owned an antique shop in Carmel, Indiana. She's owned it for 40 plus years at 82 years old. She still manages it. And I was just there a couple of weeks ago when I was back home. So I called her up. I said, Grandma, I want a job. Um, And she said, "Okay." So uh, I did everything from pricing antiques, uh, cleaning out old storage units, doing uh, estate sales, running the cash register, uh, up to then doing business taxes for my grandma, uh, helping manage these estate sales. Um, and got into the world that way uh, through, through antiques, which, uh, not super sexy, but I, I definitely learned a lot, uh, then went into serving bartending, uh, interned for the Indiana Pacers. I didn't get to play basketball for them. Wow. um, and then into cool. the SaaS sales. So, um, that's, that's somewhat of the journey. So if you're a former
0: MBA uh, employee, uh, who's going to win the finals this year?
1: Oh, man. You know, I, I don't really follow the NBA that much, but probably the Nuggets, uh, they're looking pretty good. So, All right. Well,
0: thank you for your story. I, I'm excited. So y- 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 you've you got this great background. I love what drew you to sales. Your story is, a, is one that I relate to. I have a similar one. And many of our guests over the last four or five years have had similar stories. And so we got a lot of people that are probably nodding their head and saying, yep, your story is my story. We're like the same person. Um Talk to us about what's happened in the last couple of years. You've been there. Like, I, I, I want to like start with this feat that you shared on LinkedIn that got my attention. You double the headcount in two years, but you five x the revenue. So that's not a linear growth, dude. You're, you're doing more than just throwing bodies at problems. You're, you're getting better at what you do. You're getting more efficient, more effective. You're growing smarter. I'm really interested in this because every single person listening to this show is involved in revenue somehow, and they all have the same charter.
1: Get mm-hmm. more. Yep.
0: Look back on that last couple of years, no small feat. Kudos, dude. Like seriously, brother, congratulations. As you look back on that, as you reflect on that, what stands out as things that helped you make that happen?
1: Well, thank you, Rob. First off, I'm very, very humble. Just, you know, to be here and be talking and sharing my story, but when I think back I mean I I packed up a U-Haul 2 years ago and I'm, I moved to Plano Texas from Indiana and I have a couple of friends here but it, you know I, I I it was me and the CEO in a co-working space in the US. Uh, we I, had two other employees in the United States and then we had about 20 something in India that that built the product and um I I've been blessed I've I've seen this movie a couple of times before. I've I've been at startups before so um I know the grind. I've I've seen some of the stages that that um Companies have gone through some of the mistakes that they've made. So, you know, my first job, even still today, is to sell software, right? um And that's historically what I've been good at is is selling software. So, I started making cold calls day one. Uh, I, I was also hiring, uh, also trying to learn from the CEO or in the industry. So, um you know, this will get into what we're going to talk about. You know, time management. But from day one, it was you know, how can I how can I make a material impact from day one? And that's that's filling the funnel. That's that's you know making use of the the pipeline that we already have, and then starting to create that that plan. Uh, whether it's changing pricing and packaging, it's saying, hey, this is a different way we go to marketing. Changing up these uh, this the messaging that we we currently have, um, and it is it is trying to keep twenty balls in the air at the same time. Um, when when you're pretty lean on on the U.S. side of a of a global company. Um, but at the end of the day, you've got to either accelerate pipeline or build pipeline, one of the two. And and that's where I keep my head at most of the time.
0: Well, I like that. I mean, and I think there's a lesson that can be learned, either you're building something or you're selling something. I don't think that that applies just to a startup. I think that that focus, you know, you're talking about role clarity now. And I whenever I work with teams, Tucker almost always, I'd say 99% of the time, I start with role clarity, mm-hmm. because what you think your role is, is exactly what you said. It goes to how you spend time. It goes to what you define a high value activity or a low value activity. And maybe when you're a startup, it's easier to feel the urgency on, if we don't sell something, we got a problem. But I would argue that any leader that's listening to this could could benefit from saying, do we have role clarity that allows us to focus Or do we have role conflict that creates ambiguity because massive success like you had requires speed you you were Ricky Bobby brother you're going I'm, I'm going to go fast right. (laughs) You weren't you weren't like in the putt putt lane. And so the only way you can go fast is if you have clarity ambiguity of any kind slows you down. Can we can we talk about that for a second.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that is still something that I'll admit is, is hard as a startup sales leader. I mean, I I can get pulled 17 different directions at the same time. And, you know, I look more like gum than a sales leader at the end of the day. Um, but, you know, when it, when it comes down to it, you have a North Star, right? You have, you have numbers and you have goals to hit. Um, you know, that, that's got to be what, what draws you in, I think you know, remaining on that path and, and having clarity there, everything else is just a an input to that that output. So
0: how, as you're growing and you're entering different stages and phases of growth now, and, and you're right, you're going to, as a leader, the, maybe the hardest part of the job is what you say yes to and what you say no to, and then not just what you prioritize, but how you do it. Um, as you're going into different phases, have you had to be more intentional
1: about how you do that? 100% I I really have. And this is something that this, this quarter, particularly and next quarter, um, you know, I, I don't say this with pride because it's not the most healthy way to grow a startup. I'm still our number one salesperson, right. And that's, that's okay to a certain extent, but it's not going to get us to the the next stage of growth that we really want to get to. So, you know being intentional with with how I spend my time managing versus how I spend my time enabling versus how I spend my time actually selling. Um, that doesn't just happen with without a plan. Um, you know f- fail to plan, uh, you, you plan to fail kind of deal. So <clears throat> that's that's really top of mind um, and something that that everybody it's like uh, from a startup perspective, I look at us as like a fourteen year old boy with zits who can dunk. He's like you know he's he's he can dunk a basketball, but he still kind of looks like a kid. um so you know getting that boy corn fed you know enabled, get him the right shoe size, you know so he can go play college basketball is is where my head's at
0: all right, so this is really important, I think because what gets you ya- off the mat and get you growing fast. And you guys have won some great customers and you've kept them and you've been noticed by other people. And I mean, at any phase, I think the only people that we really should care if they notice is our customers, not not the other things. But but everybody talks about time management. That's not like a new concept. And I was on with great sales leader today, one of my clients that I coach, and he's in a similar role as you. He's He's got a little player coach that he's still doing as well as uh, in certain areas, and it's created a time management challenge, and it's easy to talk about, but until he built a system around it, he wasn't able to be intentional with it. Any thoughts around systems rather than just talking about time? Have you found things that have helped you like be systemic with it? Because I think that's something that our listeners would really benefit from.
1: Yeah. So, you know, there's different activities that are going to happen for the sales team every day. Um, Every Monday, we're reviewing numbers from the past week. We're reviewing what we what we learned, uh, how that impacts us. Uh, We're going over what's changing in the industry. Um, You know, our weekly sales meeting happens every Monday, every Tuesday. We're going to meet at the end of the day. Uh, you know, usually at that we're, we're talking about, Hey, what are we doing for the week, uh, after our sales meeting, right? What, what, what's happened over the last 24 hours that may have shifted from yesterday. What do we need to adjust? Um, Wednesday, the team meets without me I can be big, bad boss and they can spend that time talking shit about me. They can spend that time, you know, eating candy. I don't really care what they do for the most part, as long as they're driving the business forward and, and learning together. Um, Thursday, we're gonna have a meeting that's usually going to involve some sort of homework that I put together. So, like, like today, mm. I, I messaged the team and I said, all right, your last conversations with any deal that's between twenty and hundred k, I want you to tell me the buyer persona and the three things that they care about because I'm always trying to to measure, are we? Are we talking to the right people? Okay, we're talking to the right people. Let's assume that. What do those people care about? Are we matching our messaging and our demo? and our value propositions with what these people are saying that they have problems with or what they care about. Because we can use our language all day long. We can also talk the way that our buyers talk. And that's what's going to resonate with a cold email, a cold call, a webinar that we're talking about. So that's my homework for Thursday. They put that together. We'll go over that Thursday and I might start shifting our messaging. I might start um, you know, changing a little bit of, of how we go to market, just little tweaks. Um, And then Friday, we're going to do demos together. So, so somebody randomly gets selected every week. We're going to listen to a demo. Um, You know, I I always like to say, you know, you have your role with the company and you go into battle together and then you come back to the fire at the end of the night and you break down, you take your armor off and you're all the same person, right? So we're in this demo together. We're all watching, doesn't care who it is. We're all trying to get better on that. We're sitting around the fire talking about battle. So, um, so those, you know, five things every day. And then being intentional with my own calendar, right? I, I block things off on my calendar. I usually have a running to-do list that is sitting in front of me um, that are the most important things. And then, you know, I, I'll get other things at it. And, you know, my CEO will come to me in the middle of the day and say, hey, I want this. And, you know, that either gets added or it doesn't, depending on most of the time it gets added, right? <laughs> <laughs> customer team will come to me with things that they need, marketing team and you know, you, you've got to prioritize that way. So that that may adjust your to dos, and you got to do things on the fly. Sometimes you're up at seven, eight o'clock at night, still still working. That that happens too. So, um, yeah, that that kind of push and pull. But I think the the calendar is is your best friend for the most part, if you let it be. If not, it it runs you a lot of times.
0: So as I'm listening to you, Tucker, you're saying some things that I hope people are putting down, and we're gonna have a few videos of this that we chop up to put in Sales Leadership United for people to to grab hold of, I think this is a topic that will never get old. And I want to go to one thing that you said that I'm really intrigued by. I like the homework concept. Um, I like the idea of giving your people homework because it's not busy work. I listened to what this week's homework is and you were talking about priorities. My my thing I wrote down, I'm already done with page one. I'm starting page two of my notes with you, um, which, which, which is awesome. Sounds like you're making sure you're staying close to what your customers care about. That was the language used, what they care about. And different word all uses use is what do they prioritize? What are their priorities? Like just because there's a problem doesn't mean it's a priority. Like you're selling to insurance companies. They got a thousand problems. Forget about Jay-Z said, I got 99 problems. These guys got a thousand problems and they're not going to fund every one of them. And yeah. so you got to know what they're prioritizing. And I think, I think this is a big part of modern sales. We had the you know, years ago, people would lead with product. And then we got them past that leading, you know, with problems. But what you're talking about is connecting to priorities. And I think, I think that's something that's a hallmark of the people that I've seen win. And that I'm not surprised to hear you bring that up, Tucker, because you've been winning when a lot of people are white knuckling. And can you talk a little more about why you gravitated to this prioritization? And sounds like that's something that you yourself are prioritizing. You don't want to like, try to connect to two years ago's priorities you're trying to connect to right now's
1: priorities am, am i hearing that right yeah 100 well one things are changing over time right we, you're in a hard market right now um the the industry that we're in has evolved drastically in the last two years uh, we're seeing a lot of m uh, sure. we're activity a lot of new people enter the market we're seeing uh online solutions try and kill the independent agency it's not working very well you've seen these lemonades and other ones ipo and then they so it's it's not, I know it's not going away, but you're seeing all these different factors change things. When things change, there's new opportunity. There's also you have to you have to switch up your strategy. We're also, as any software company, you know, wants to do moving up market, right? So when I started, our ACV was about one seventh or one eighth of what it is today. Um, that is one strategic wow. and one a facet of a really good product that I can take to a, a middle market or an enterprise agency. So The other thing that's a priority for us, if we're moving mid-market or enterprise and we really want to live there, this is not a, a smile and dial all day, use the same message all day long. That just doesn't get through. So prioritization is also defining your ICP and understanding what those individuals care about because if I'm selling a COO the same way I'm selling an IT manager, the same way I'm selling an agency owner you're not going to have the same results. You may get through for a while, you may close some deals, but yep. you're you're not going to really get through to what is on their to-do list today. I think about myself as a head of sales. And if you can hit <clears> something <throat> on, the, on the tip of my to-do list today, and you cold call me and you can solve that, I'm going to take your meeting. Maybe if you're two, I'll take your, if you're three, maybe tomorrow, right? So understanding that just as well as they know it is is what we have to do as salespeople, and then prioritize our day around how can we find the lowest hanging fruit around that concept?
0: So I love everything you're saying, man. I'm like, I'm, you can see me because those of you who look at the video, you'll see like you've got me really thinking about what you're saying. I really like your approach. it's It's simple, but lots of people talk about practice and you know improvement before you go out into the game you're one of the only ones I know this concept of homework like making sure that you're having collaborative conversations so I'm guessing this is shaping an environment where everyone's learning with and from each other is 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 that is that happening
1: yeah and you know full transparency I haven't done the homework thing long in my two years as a sales leader career it's really something we've started in the last six months but i think six that six months is, is
0: enough time for me man the way things change that's a that's that's a long time bro well what i
1: found is i'd get into these stand-up meetings and it's just crickets right like ah. if you don't if you don't bring an agenda to a stand-up you know like yeah you can your sales people you can chop it up you can talk about the weather you can talk about sports you can talk about blah 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 but you know you've got to have something to bring to the table every week to to discuss and get better. When you put an agenda in front of people, it usually drives conversation for it. and if it's something that is a top priority for your sales team or your CEO that you can work with your team on, um, that becomes impactful over time.
0: Have you seen this emphasis on keeping current with the priorities like? help your team with their calls because I know you're involved in uh, in the deals your working deals your shotgunning deals you're 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 observing like are you watching like is there a rapid implementation associated with this concept of what do they care about now let's go talk about that
1: It's gradual, right okay. it, it really is um and you know the one of the biggest things I've had to learn in life, let alone sales leadership let alone, training my new puppy that I have is patience. Uh, i I suck at patience man it it's it's caused me trouble in the past and um that reiteration of of these value propositions of sell a problem, not a product, uh, talk to a a persona and a and a person in their role, you know that that person is just in a role they're they're a human being that is doing a job that needs to create value based on what their their role is, right right being able to talk to that, but also being patient and saying, Hey, let's, let's go over this. Let's go over this. Let's go over this. And you might do it three different ways. I may, you know, the, the questions I may pose in a, in a sales meeting, I may ask you the same three different questions, you know, but it's the, it's the same question, right? It's like same thing with, with salespeople, right? We may be discussing the same thing over and over again. We just may be doing it different ways to, to solidify that as the idea that we have. So um Maybe, maybe not the perfect answer to where you were going with the question, but no,
0: it's the right answer. Cause it's the answer. And like, I listen, I work with a lot of leaders. I have, I have the fortunate opportunity to coach a lot of them. I got several, you know, almost a thousand now in sales leadership United. And so I get a chance to have perspective and this concept of how are we staying fresh? This is one that's massively important because I think sales leaders don't change until they have to usually. Now, that's why you're finding me so intrigued by this. I, I see people that look for help when they get behind or when they get an ultimatum or if someone quits on them or if they lose a big customer, there's all kinds of things that we can say, what makes someone want to change, but I don't see organizations doing what you do. Like I'll talk about priorities and how are they prioritize. Like, oh, Rob, that's a novel idea. You're already there. And that's why you see me like really interested in learning from you on that, because I think there's a lot of listeners that could benefit from how do I tap into my team to make sure that we're learning about what they care about Mm -hmm. Uh, rather than just like I had another client last week where I'm helping them invent this and they had me talk to their marketers and the marketers like we have protocols on all the problems that matter and what I asked was how do we know what they prioritize and and it was like he almost treated me like that was a dumb question that's why I, I love this perspective so much any advice to fifty thousand listeners about things they might do or you've been doing it for six months there's a whole bunch of people that have been doing it for no months any any advice you might give people about this concept of priorities rather
1: than just problems Ooh, that's a great question so okay well think about the environment that you're in right now so right how how is the market impacting your industry right so like Okay, I, I I think about uh, right before this, I'm reading what's happening with the stock market, right? Um, uh, Europe just raised their rates. <clears throat> it doesn't have any impact on the US directly, but it, it's still telling me where the market's going, right? So so rates are raising. Um, you've got uh, people that are getting fired, right? Salespeople that are getting fired. Um, same thing today. I'm talking to an agency owner. He's like, we've had two sales ro- roles open for eight months. Um, so these little pieces, you're, you're getting data every day, right? You're getting inputs every day that you read, that you hear from a customer, and then that's got to go into my bigger strategy, right? So like these, these guys, they, you know, if you're trying to scale an agency, you know, you're, you're not borrowing money, right? You're, you're not and an agency world is different than software, but that plays a role into what I'm doing too, um you're not borrowing money to hire, you're having a hard time hiring, right? You're not selling enough because of that. So what am I going to tell people? You're not selling enough, right? So my priorities come directly from what my customers are saying, what's happening with the market. And then my priorities be how can I best educate my team to educate the market around what's going on with their problems. So I'm I, I, in a way reacting, but I'm trying to stay proactive with what i know based on what i'm i'm hearing every day. So my 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 advice to anybody would be look at the market you're in. If you're in the market you're selling to, you know the problems that you're dealing with already. If you're in another industry, put yourself in the shoes of an insurance agency owner or a COO at a large insurance agency that needs to have visibility into their pipeline every day because they need to forecast to their board that, you know, hey, we can, we can make it through the next 12 months, or we need to fire five salespeople. Um, You've got to be talking that language that these executives are thinking about every day, or, you know, they don't, they don't have time for you.
0: All right, as I write this down, this is, this is fun, dude, I, I, I enjoy you sharing this, because again, it's easy to say things, but what you're sharing is what you're doing now. And the more we can connect again as our world and our market like our economies are changing every part of of like every one of our buyers is looking at the world differently they may still have the same problems but they're looking at them differently now and that's why understanding priorities because some problems aren't really a problem they're just a nuisance now right yep um yeah i had a client tell me hey i I, I know, Rob, that we had something we are going to do, but I need 60 days now. Because of what's happened yesterday, I need 60 days before I can do anything. And we've all heard that. I'm like, okay, that's that's not a good sign, right? And so the world changes fast. And I think the more intentional we are about how we maintain alignment, the better. And that will then fuel how you use time. You You made a quote that I want to dive into a little bit. I can't believe we're down to our last 15 minutes ish. It's going fast, dude. (laughs) You said to me once time is everything. When you said time is everything, what did you mean?
1: Well, we all have the same amount of time every day. We all have 24 hours. Um, I just hit an age milestone and it seems like it's, it's speeding up more than ever. So, you know, again, in a, in a startup, the great thing is you, you can do a lot of different things. It's great for experience. I think it's great for the mind. You don't have to stay in one lane every day, but at the end of the day, you know, you can get super lost um, just running around chasing as opposed to being proactive. So, you know, you've got 40 hours, 60 hours, 20 hours, however many hours you work a week, uh, it's, it's different for everybody. Um, but how you use that time is, is really everything. Um, and you've, you've got to be conscious of that. Um, and you've got to constantly iterate to think about how you should best be using that time. Um, so that's, you know, going back and and I'll give credit to the guy that I work for. You know, you, you mentioned it earlier to me, Rob, about the stat that I gave around 18 months being the average tenure of a, a head of sales. Yeah. Uh, The guy could have falling
0: and falling by
1: the way, right? Yeah. Guy could have fired me a year ago for sure for, for various things. If he really wanted to, right. And he could fire me today if he really wanted to for various things, but I've had the support from him. I've had him believe in me just as much as I believe myself, even more sometimes when I needed it. Um, and, and push me super hard, but he's also very good at helping me readjust priorities and helping me stay, um, Constantly thinking about what I should do differently, right? Because that is the blessing of a startup: is your agility, your ability yeah. to make quick decisions, and and flip on a dime, um, as opposed to some of these big bloated companies that they just can't move architecturally, strategy wise. Um, we have the the enjoyment of saying, "All right, <clears throat> we just learned something yesterday. Let's make a change today." Um, and staying in that constant, you know, growth mindset again is kind of buzzwordy, but Staying in that mindset of, hey, should we be thinking differently? And if so, how do we shift our time, go back to the time is everything and say, let's use our time this way today, as opposed to what we did a week ago.
0: Dude, I just wrote that down. Learn yesterday, change today.
1: That's my (laughs) t-shirts.
0: Let's do it. Learn yesterday, change today. Learn today, change tomorrow, right? I mean, (laughs) no, I don't like change tomorrow. I want change today. I like that a lot. Like That has got to be a thing that is contagious. So if time is everything, let's let's start wrapping today on time is everything. We got another, I don't know, 10, 12 minutes, something like that. I want to dive into this because as leaders, we are the ones who build our culture. We are the ones that mirror what awesome looks like. And if time is everything, then we should be enthusiastic and we should be intentional about time. I think that I was talking with one of my clients that, your your approach to using time is this great equalizer, because if you'd use it enthusiastically and with energy, it's not like being an extrovert, but it's, I believe in what we're doing. I'm on a call with you because we're solving a problem. I know you've prioritized like any, I, I'd like your take on that. Like the role of a leader. So you've got an interesting role, man. You're you're doing deals, you're coaching deals, you're doing a team, you're getting all the stuff you need to the CEO sales-wise, you got all the sales leadership jobs, plus you're doing the big deals. And there's a lot of people that listen that are in that same role. Any advice on how we go about balancing that? And then this idea of how you approach time, because... Some people, man, I, I don't think they realize that the way we approach our time is not going to just do how successful we are, but we're being watched as leaders, aren't we? Aren't we being watched by the people that we lead?
1: Yep. Yeah, 100%. I mean, and our, our calendars are all open to one another. Um, you can see what I'm doing every day. I think one of the great things, too, from a time management perspective is I am in the office uh, four days a week, sometimes five if I'm on the road, not as much. But so my time is you can see what I'm doing. Uh, We're in an an open office concept. And, you know, to be honest with you, I'd I'd probably like to work from home, but in a startup environment, you know, everybody's time is is very apparent on what you're doing. Um, So, you know, that that is helpful. And it's built into our our system. Uh, We do have remote employees, we have quite a few over in India. But um, outside of that, again, the the calendar management side is huge. Um, and then end of month, end of quarter, I'm doing the same things every month, every quarter when it comes to reviewing our numbers, reviewing deals, reviewing 100 different data points that I want to see if things have changed. Um, if, if I see a drastic change in some of our numbers, whatever it may be, I know that something is shifting. Um, if something's shifting, I need to shift my time. I need to shift my team's time. Um, there's something going on, and I'm gonna sniff it out like a dog and figure out what it is. let's uh, go is is really the goal um, to make sure that we're we're making the most because that's an opportunity and it may be a bad thing a lot of times it's a good thing if you can figure it out so how do
0: you make this shifting concept not be scary or even like we don't have a plan or flavor of the month because i know you don't i know that you've got a way that you make people like you've created a team where shifting is part of who we are i'm gonna guess for some it might even be exciting i'm excited to make this shift because i'm working on staying aligned it's like these small one to two degree tweaks all the way as we go Mm. any advice to people on how do you make changing and shifting not be onerous or scary
1: um so one when we sell into an organization, we have what's called champions, champions okay. of the organization, right? You need to have champions in your own organization, right? Uh, and I'm not saying somebody who's going to follow you into uh, a lava, you know, into a volcano, if you step in there, but you've got to have people that are, are going to be bought in. Right. And that, that right. helps the entire team. Um, so I'm lucky to have that with a, with a couple of people uh, in the organization. The other thing in general and this goes just back to normal sales is um the pain of staying the same has to be greater than the pain of change for any anybody to do anything right yep. so so articulating things in a way of hey the way that we're doing things today is not going to work and explaining the why behind what we're doing is just as important of giving the directive of hey today this is this is what we're going to be doing instead. Um, so that Simon Sinek start with the why, having champions that, that trust you and leading again, leading from the front and saying, Hey, this is what I'm doing today too. This is what I've learned based on me picking up the phone and making a call. Um, that resonates a little bit more than just feet up behind a desk, you know, slamming your hammer down. (laughs)
0: so i love the visual of that slamming the hammer down i i I love that visual uh todd caponi would love what you just said with his approach with transparency and leadership i i i think that he would he would give you an amen on that one
1: um
0: last thing i want to hit in the last few minutes that we have Uh, trust is the currency of everything we do. So customers got to trust your rep. Customers got to trust your company. Your reps got to trust you as the leader. Uh, I I believe that that's one of those things that we have to have or we can't lead and we can't service. I think there's three kinds of trust. I think there's character trust. I think there's competency trust. And I think there's connection trust. Um, Because you're actively deal doing I think you can give some advice to some of our leaders that may have not like how much trust do you get with your team because you understand how your customers buy and how much trust you have because you're still, a, you're able to do the job that you're asking them to do. Like, mm-hmm. can you give some, some insights to our, our leaders? Like, even if you're not actually doing deals, the importance of keeping your competency high so you can have high degrees of competency, trust, any thoughts around that?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm blessed because, well, it's, it's tough because I have to do both roles, but I'm also blessed because I get to do both roles, both right. as a player and a coach. Right. So yeah, that, that helps a lot. I mean, when I, when I am doing coaching or I am talking through deals, it's, it's really important one to actually have done something like that very recently and two, sell with a story. I, I try and sell with a okay. story anytime I can, like, you know, when When I'm on a webinar, when I'm talking to a client, when I'm talking to uh, one of my reps, if I can bring up something that recently happened, uh, and you've done this numerous times on this call, Rob, hey, I have a client who asked me this. I had a client that we did this with. People don't remember, they don't remember a lot of things, right? They'll remember stories and they'll remember the way that you make them feel. Um, mm. And if you can provide those things, uh, there's a good chance that um, you two can align. On certain things.
0: Any advice on how you make your stories, the company stories? Is that something you can do homework with? Or do you have any experience with that? That's a really common question I get. How do I have the stories become the company stories instead of Tucker's story, right? Is any, any advice on that?
1: Turn them into case studies, uh, put, send out a camera crew and record them on video, um, do a zoom call with them, turn them into a one page case study, and then, you know, talk about it all the time with your, with your company with your prospects with your people talk about it on webinars eventually you know hopefully it sets in with certain people
0: love it all right man we're we're running we're running uh up on it so let's make sure we have time to to do a couple more things first i want to give you the opportunity to make sure that people can learn about insure Mind, how do they connect with you how do they do be be like me and get to follow you because i enjoy when you share things uh, obviously, because here we are on a show together now. Um, how do they get more of you? How do they get more of insure mine? And, and then when we're done with that, I'm going to ask you for some final thoughts, like deep thoughts with Tucker hood. Okay. I want some, I want I want a few, I want you to have a chance to put a bow on it for everybody that's listening. Our, our 50,000 listeners worldwide. So why don't we start with how do they get more of you? How do they get more of insured mine? You know, if they want to connect with you, how do they do that?
1: Yeah, so uh, LinkedIn probably the easiest way. Um, on there, connect with me, um, send me a message, Tucker at insuredmind.com. If you want to email me, uh, probably the two easiest ways to get a hold of me. Um, if we're buddies, I'll give you my my cell phone number. We can talk. And I'm pretty <laughs> open to to talking to people. I actually enjoy it. Um, so those are the easiest way to connect. And Rob, what what you have for me after that? I'll hold
0: on. I, I just want to tell everybody look in the show notes because I'll put your LinkedIn uh, page in there so they can just click in the show notes and find you. OK, man, this has been good. We've we've had a good little over 40 minutes of of uh, chopping up time. You know, everything comes back to time, I, which I love that attitude that you have. I, I love that that's times everything. It's the one currency that that you you, you have a finite amount on. So as you think about the things we talked about today over the last 40 some minutes, any final thoughts like you got 50,000 people all around the world, lots of different industries, some that are leading teams that are really mature companies, some that are leading teams that are like you, that are brand new companies. But I think your message applies to every leader at every company, regardless of what stage they are. So I'd love that for you just to just have some final thoughts like to to, to these leaders that are, that are listening to us today. Any final thoughts around this message that you have and and your experience that's been so successful?
1: Yeah. You know, and, and like anything, you you start talking and preaching and you don't feel like you should be, uh, you know, that that, (laughs) uh, Hey, I, maybe I shouldn't be in the seat kind of thing creeps in, but you know, at the end of the day, I I think going against that, believing in yourself, uh, believing in the bigger vision, uh, But putting yourself in the shoes of your buyer um, is incredibly important um, and having some fun with it. At the end of the day, people feel that people are energized by that. People want to work with folks that that care, um, that that have fun with what they do, that are human beings. Um, so. Yeah. And, and, you know, getting in, if you're a sales leader and you're too far removed to know what's going on day to day, that's, that's probably an issue as well. Again, I have the blessing of, of having to do it every day um, as, as somebody who's a young sales leader, but I would say those big things are, are helping me improve. Um, and what you do outside of work is really important as well. Um, how, how you treat yourself, how you treat the people around you, how you treat your body um, the actions that you take outside of work, there's no longer this separation of church and state between work and and real life. Those things bleed together. Um, so you know, I've had to grow up as a human being, uh, as a sales leader, and as a person, and that's that's helped me all around. So um, hopefully, that sums it up. That's
0: perfect. Put a bow on it perfectly. His name is Tucker Hood. He has done remarkable things that ensure mine. Uh, he, he he's he's creating leverage and growth that's turned a lot of heads including mine should turn yours he's given us a really great set of insights about why time is everything how we stay connected to how people prioritize and and i love those final thoughts especially around give yourself permission to prioritize yourself because if you don't take care of yourself you're not going to have the energy to do what you got to do and uh and, and tucker count us as a fan i'm appreciative that you would join us I hope that you go double it again and 5X it again, and that we have you back for another round uh, you know, sometime next year. So thank you for joining us on behalf of 50,000 listeners all around the world. Thank you, and happy selling.
1: Rob, thanks so much, man. Really appreciate it.
0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to another So What portion of the Sales Leadership Podcast, where we break down that interview and we ask ourselves, why did that conversation even matter? But first, this episode is brought to you by Sales Leadership United. Many of you have joined Sales Leadership United, and thank you. Many more need to, and I can't wait to introduce you. Since 2019, Sales Leadership United has lived on Patreon and has grown to be the largest collection of sales leadership assets in the world. Over 450 leadership topics, over 270 videos, 50 meetings that are ready to go right now hundreds of hours of training and curriculum and leadership assets ready for you. I'm talking about tools, frameworks, trainings, techniques and insights from some of the most successful sales leaders in the world. Listen, you wanna stop that sundown scramble that many of us do the night before a sales meeting and we're looking for something that the team will find interesting? Maybe you wanna erase the guesswork in your leadership development by tapping the largest collection of leadership tools in the world. I don't care what your leadership aspirations are, Sales Leadership United will help you get there faster. Frameworks, trainings, ready to use materials video snippets from this episode with Tucker and other elite sales leaders from around the world, a private podcast where I share what I'm discussing with my clients, and much, much more. People join Sales Leadership United because of the size of the resource library, but with three to five new items being added each week, they stay because it helps them stay so relevant. You can find us on Patreon, and for less than the cost of lunch, you can use tools, Trainings and techniques proven to be successful by some of the most successful leaders in the world. Do yourself a favor and check out Sales Leadership United today. Now, I love it when we get the up and coming sales leaders to join the show. People who are making big things happen early in their careers and not just by working out, by working hard. These are people that are building modern sales systems, they are staying close to their customers. They are learning and adapting every single day. You hear him talk about things like clarity, priorities, culture, belief. Listen, I love what Tucker's doing right now uh, over at Insured Mine, especially at this stage of growth. They've gone through some amazing times. They've done some amazing things and the best is yet to come. This is for sure someone and for sure a company you're wanna, gonna wanna keep your eye on. The, but with all the things that we talked about for this hour, the thing that spoke the loudest to me was his perspective on time, because I think every single leader can benefit from this. My experience has been not enough people view or treat time as a resource. As sales leaders, we have three, and I'm doing my air quotes, most scarce resources. And in the world of the most scarce resources, time is the resource that is the scarce est. Listen, success likes speed. If you haven't figured that out, um, you need to. The longer it takes you to launch something, the less likely you will be to have it be successful. The longer it takes for you to execute on anything, the less likely you will be to win. Generally speaking, at least. So when I meet a sales leader who's with a young, exciting, venture-backed company, a leader who's been there from the very beginning and is creating head-turning success, I am not surprised to hear him say, Time's everything. Learn yesterday, change today. Every day matters. When I hear those things, I'm like, okay, I can't wait to hear what this guy has to say. This is something that I think we lose lose track of. Just the importance of executing and doing. It is so easy for time to slip by. It's so easy to be busy and not yet be effective. So, I want you to ask yourself if you have the transparency and the focus around time in ways like Tucker discussed, because I can promise you it's an immediate difference maker. Uh, When I first spoke with Tucker, that was the first thing he said to me was, man, time, it's all about time. How do you spend it? What do you do with it?" it? It's true. Like I said already once, I'll say it again. It's an immediate difference maker. People who use time better do more, period. That's why you heard Tucker talking about things like clarity, like systems, like priorities, like intentional improvement, because Tucker's right. Time is everything. How you use it, how you don't, right? And and it's not just how you use it, it's how good you are at what you use it on. So, I want you to think about time. I want you to think about the fact that success likes speed. Success likes clarity, because speed likes clarity. and. As sales leaders, our companies, this is a really sobering thought that I don't think enough of us think about. Our companies want us to be the engineer of the best year in company history every single year, year after year. Every year, we got to have our best year that we've ever had. And that can't be an accident. That has to be intentional. In order to do that, we have to have relentless levels of focus. And in my career, I've learned that relentless focus requires ruthless filtering. I'm going to say it again. Relentless focus requires ruthless filtering. Because Tucker's right, time is everything. In fact, it reminds me of a lyric from the Steve Miller band. Time keeps on ticking into the future. So if you want to create that future you want, A, don't stop thinking big. But B, get after it quickly because time matters. Start today. Get better today. Learn from yesterday and change today. The most elite leaders are the ones that are able to identify when they need to change quickest. Um, Waiting until you have every possible piece of information is by definition slow decision making. Okay. Growth's going to challenge every paradigm you have. So go in search of those changes. Don't you squander any of that most scarce resource, time. Listen, I hope this episode lit a fire in you a a fire around the urgency of time as a resource, A, a, a fire around doing, because you, you are the one who's in charge of how far you go. There are no victims. So, Tucker, thank you so much for joining me. Congrats on your success. Congrats on what you've made happen. Congrats on the amazing run you've been part of with the amazing team at Insured Mine. My advice is to connect with Tucker. Reach out to him. Follow his journey and his insights. You're going to find he's a really great resource. I love his perspective on things. I've included the link to his LinkedIn profile in the show notes to help make sure that you can make that connection quickly. And be sure to check out Sales Leadership United to get some of the video segments of the highlights of my conversation with Tucker and other guests of the show. I'll have several clips that will be really important leadership resources for you. You're going to want to use those yourself and with your team. Finally, thanks to each of you, our listeners. The greatest compliment you can give is to share the show with those you work with. Introduce them to the Sales Leadership Podcast. Leave us a review on iTunes. Please share it on your social channels and you can support the show by checking out Sales Leadership United. Head to Patreon and check it out. You'll be glad you did. Thank you for your support of the Sales Leadership Podcast. Our job as sales leaders is to create life-changing years for the people you lead. If you liked this message, please share it this week with someone who needs to hear it and then get after it this week because time is everything and life is short. We got no guarantee of what comes tomorrow. So maximize what you do today. Be elite, live strong, chase your passions, do your best work so you can live your best life. And don't ever forget that you got this and I've got you. Have a terrific week. Thank you so much for joining the Sales Leadership Podcast, the award-winning sales leadership podcast for those sales leaders looking to create legendary impact to those they lead. The greatest compliment you can give is to share this show and any of your favorite episodes with your fellow sales leaders, social media followers, or other communities you're part of. The Sales Leadership Podcast is brought to you by the Jepson Performance Group. If you want to discuss any of the topics discussed on the show, want to level up your leadership impact, discuss executive coaching services, or even include me at an upcoming event, hit me up at rob at jetpg.com. That's rob at jeppg.com. And to those of you working to become a legendary sales leader, I salute you and wish you much success on your journey. Whenever you need someone in your corner, you know where to find me.